you positive heads out there thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the positive head podcast where we are firmly convinced that creating success and happiness is rooted in understanding the ultimate nature of reality and the fact that as human beings we are all immensely powerful fractals of the one and only source consciousness which creates and animates all things now of course understanding this powerful truth is one thing Applying this incredibly empowering wisdom to everyday life? Well, that's another. Which is exactly why we provide you with a fresh serving of soul food for thought five days a week to help constantly remind you of what matters most. You are it. And I'm your host, Brandon Beecham. I'm the reflection and extension of you who will be here each Wednesday interviewing a different consciousness changemaker and on the other four weekdays, leading the way to ensure that your perspective is consistently expanded, your vibration is constantly elevated, and your heart is overflowing and full. Also, this episode of the Positive Head Podcast is being brought to you thanks to the support of Gaia. If you're not familiar, Gaia is the go-to source for streaming consciousness content online, and you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. Check it out. All right, all you positive heads, welcome back to another episode. Here we go again. This is part two with Christopher Jackson helping to steer the ship, if you will, uh, taking a question from Peggy about good and bad. We started it on the last daily episode, so if you haven't listened to that yet, you may want to go back and listen to that one first because this is really a continuation. Even though we go into a lot, Chris goes into some really deep wisdom and insights. Uh, this is uh, an extension of that uh, last uh, daily episode. So, uh, like I said, go back and listen. Uh, although you can listen to them separately, together would be ideal. Gosh, where were we? But let's bring this back to uh, grounded in here. Um, oh, we were talking about oh rationality, yeah, and and judgment categorization. So basically, as as soon as you know, as an example, if you do something to me, or let's say that you are dishonest with me, and you say something, and I find like. Oh, that you weren't being truthful, right? And I call you a liar. Mm-hmm. Very often what that immediately does, the impact of that in my relationship to you is that I put you in a box calling you a liar. And basically in that moment, I devalue all of the other aspects of you. Mm-hmm. I take them out of my awareness because now I've just simplified you into this category Right. And uh, like the reason I, I used the, the Adam in a sense was because I've just collapsed you like that. You're infinitely expansive. You, you could be a liar, a thief. You could be a hero, you know, and, and how many of us, you know, I think we see this now in like our storytelling today, like TV series and films is that, you know, where things used to be really black and white, we're really now kind of, you know, immersing ourselves in the gray. Right. Seeing that, you know, that, People actually, you know, flip back and forth. You know, they may seem good in some senses and seem bad in others. 
You know, it's like none of us are are typically fall on one side. Constance, right. Right. And and so as soon as I call you a thief and I, I now dismiss all other potential value of you, I'm basically cutting myself off on me is that I'm no longer able to be present to all of the gifts that you are. Right. Because I've just rationalized you. I've literally put you into a ration of the whole that you are. Right. Right. Ration is like a piece. Yep. So it's like you're a whole pie and I just, I just made you a slice. Right. And now that's, and now, now I'm only going to be able to interact with you and have you available to me as a resource based on my perception of you as that slice rather than as the whole of you. Right. Right. And so in my dismissing all of that other stuff, I'm diminishing the value of you and the, the value that I'm able to receive from you. The possibility. Right. Right. So I've now collapsed possibility into a reality of my rational perspective. And that, that's right. the real danger, I think, in, in taking, you know, these, these rational interpretations or perspectives as truth. Right. You know, rather than being able to, you know, I think there's still there's still use in in some of these terminologies, but you know, until we actually really see um, what the the impact is of those things on on us, you know, from a more bird's eye view, then literally we keep ourselves in that domain of living in hell, living in you know at the at the mercy of material consciousness, being spirit under the burden of it rather than being spirit, you know, that gets to use that cross. Because remember this cross, the cross section is literally the, the place through which we're able to present our gifts into the present. It's literally the conduit to source or God expressing itself in the moment. We're fountains when you think about it, like we have this life force flowing through us and, and whether we're holding an idea, and this is where I think the mind becomes so important and why I'm so passionate about getting people really uh, masterful in how they're using their minds and how they're using mm-hmm. language mm-hmm. so that we can really see that our minds become the filter through which the light of our life force pours through almost like we're film projectors and our, whatever thoughts we're having or beliefs we're having are like the film that our light pours through to project onto the screen of reality. Right. So now realizing that if you're, if in your mind you're holding thoughts of a lower vibration. And when I say that, I don't mean to like diminish lower vibration, but just to say mm-hmm. that I've, let's say I'm holding thoughts that have like a negative interpretation around things. And I like to use mm-hmm. the prison of our past perceptions. You know, if we're rooted in the past and survival consciousness, we're always trying to protect ourselves 
and create a greater capacity for survival, right? Which is right. which is where rationality actually can really serve us because it, it creates a, a capacity for simplifying, you know, the complexity of life into a way that it's easier for us to survive. But now expanding on <clears throat> that and looking at so if we're holding ideas from the prison of our past perceptions, you know, and limited beliefs around ourselves and others, then that's literally what we project out onto the screen of reality to get to experience and for others to experience. Right. It gets reflected back to us. Right. In that we've just created, like if I'm holding a negative interpretation around life that let's say that everybody's out to get me or that, you know, life is kill or be killed, then Mm -hmm. I'm going to operate from that place in my relating to you. Right. Yep. Yep. And then immediately, if I'm operating from that place, you experience my fear, right? And you reflect it back to me. And, the, and part of the trick of this whole, you know, and mind fuck, if, uh, I hope it's okay for me to use that word. The technical term? <laughs> yeah. Is, is that we don't actually, we see the reflection as a validation for right. our beliefs as opposed to a creation rather than actually rather than actually seeing that we are creating it and that's part of the the trick of our consciousness then then i would actually point my finger at you and blame you for for this killer be killed paradigm when actually i'm the one that just informed you what role you were going to play with me right and and I don't take responsibility for it. Instead, I'm I'm constantly displacing my responsibility externally onto you and to others, you know, when when I am in fact creating it. Well said. And so now getting thanks. You know, getting present to that, we then get into like uh so if I'm now holding ideas from a future planet of paradise for us all and i relate to you from that place let's say let's say that you were even living in a hellish domain in in your own life right and i think most of us can relate to this that there have been times when we're feeling really challenged by our experiences and then some magical being will show up in our lives that is so open so full of love and expressing that onto us that we literally we literally find ourselves in heaven, in their presence. Right. Right? They've actually just shifted our reality in this microcosm of experience that we're having with one another. Right? And so that's the power that our minds have. And and really, this, this all gets to where I like to say, like, I think as the more the more aware we become of these different domains to reality and how these domains serve us and operate, you know, we can begin to use them in their highest sense, right? In a way to create the most beautiful, the, the most divine experience for ourselves and each other, greatest possible outcomes. You know, and so you see, like, 
for our material existence and taking care of our physical forms, this material context of live and evil or good and bad, however you want to look at it, it's fine, right? But then when we move outside of ourselves in terms of dealing with others, you know, getting that that good and bad actually is this rationalization that cuts us off from the, the wholeness and the fullness of life, literally turning us into zombies. And I love that allegory too, because you see zombies are like these undead, right? They're not, they're neither mm-hmm. living nor dead. In right. essence, our fear of death, our fear of the dark and of death and quantifying that as something bad cutting ourselves off from that aspect of life actually makes it so we're not really living. Right. Because we're all in fear of ourselves being discovered as lacking. We're all in fear of each other. Right. And we're constantly using this. So remember I said that there, I'm starting to give different pieces here that lock us into the frequencies of the planet of paradise, you know, or heaven versus hell. Mm-hmm. That there, there are certain like operating, uh, how do I say this? I'm almost giving, sharing ways to triangulate, you know, using actions, thoughts, and, and feelings, becoming so uh, aware of how those all operate with each other that, that we can all triangulate to hold this perfected place of mind in any situation to always be in the highest service to ourselves and others right and one of those distinctions is the difference between force and power right many of us you know i'd say most of us on the planet actually think that force is power right like if i'm able to exert my force over you and be triumphant then i'm powerful right and this is where I would say that I think there's a whole new distinction to understanding power that may not even really believe exists because we're so used to, you know, force and, and the whole context of material, like in a material sense, like I exert force over things to get what I want. Right. If I want something, I go and I pick it up using force to do it. Right. Well, power like invite everybody into this new space of looking at power from a place that where force requires a lot of effort. Right. And then when you think about force in terms of us getting what we want from others, it's like most of us actually don't really relate to others. We're not experiencing oneness with others. We're actually constantly manipulating others to get what we want. Right. Yep. No, and even like that can sound really kind of uh, nefarious or, or negative. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's not even from a coming from. It's like the way the world works, and it it ties into the as you sort of learn unlearn this method of getting what you want and move more into a 
flowing with what seems, you know, flow state, what seems to be uh, a natural way for things to progress. I think it's something for me, I know I've had to really unlearn using force and moving more into flow and it, it makes it, and I'm still, it's a work in progress because it's, it's something that's deeply ingrained in all of us, I think, you know, um, forcing my way to get what I want, you know, manipulating, right. not necessarily in a nefarious way, like you said, but it's the way the world works, right? And instead letting things come, you know, come to you instead of you always going out and trying to, to, you know, tackle it. And it seems to be as you, as you play with this approach, uh, such a more powerful, uh, a true authentic, powerful way to create uh, what you, you want to see in your world. Right. Yeah. So, so now this distinction of power and this, what I like to say to people is how would you like to get everything you want with grace and ease? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, sure. Sign me up. Right. Yeah. Then, um, you know, often the next things that I'll begin to share are actually going to go against what most people will believe possible. It, it immediately, if you're operating from a material sense, brings up a lot of skepticism, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's this whole idea of, if I say that you can have everything that you want with grace and ease, you know, you have all of these resistances of the, like, yeah, sure. Right. You know, uh, that, that sounds great, but you know, you're talking about a utopian world like that, that has no place in this world. You want something here, you have to work for it. Right. Right. You know, and, and the funny thing is, is that it, you know, it's true and not true at the same time. And it's, it's only as true as your consciousness is locked into Yep. You know, it's just like projecting, just like projecting on projecting the, the film of your life. Like you were talking about a little bit earlier, that whole right. idea. It's using, like, yeah, if that's a story the, you're telling. It's true. Right. And then using the reflection to be the evidence to support your point of view, instead of seeing that they're self-reinforcing, you know, you're, you're thinking that it's somehow, uh, how should I say it? Validating you, but it's, it's not validation. It's actually, you're just, you're getting to see the impact of your point of view, your perspective. Right. You know, and the more we begin to actually see this whole world as a hologram and get connected to our power and how we literally create the space for that atom to show up. Right. Yeah. It, that it's, it's corresponded to our observation. However, we're, we're basically telegramming or telegraphing, <clears throat> you know, our beliefs into the present moment to be reflected back to us. Right. Without, without being present to it or responsible for it. And unconsciously doing it. Most people are, are creating their world unconsciously in, exactly. in this way. Yeah. And so um, the beauty of this is so power, basically the, the way you get everything you want with grace and ease is that, and this comes back to, we've talked about communication before, Right. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, like I, I, you know, I get some of this stuff was really empowered for me through the whole like landmark education system and you know a lot of that technology you know, where mm-hmm. they actually say that everything that everything that you want is available for communication, mm. right? And you know, and they shared that I, I'm such like a stickler for etymology. You know, I, I love looking at words and breaking them apart and seeing like what is what does this word you know mean? Like what's the dictionary definition? And then. You know, then what's the etymological definition? What are the components of this word? 
you know, and with communication, it's brilliant because you, you know, you break that apart and it's, wow. I was like, wow, this is powerful. Co means with immune is oneness. Vacation is the action of word means is the action of being one with another person. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're using force at all, or you're, you're using your words or your expression in an attempt to get what you want, you are immediately coming from the opposite mm-hmm. of the word communication. You're coming from a context of separation. You're looking to use force in a sense, you know, and maybe force sounds like a strong word for this, but you're essentially looking to use your words in a certain way and your expression to get something. This immediately discounts faith and trust, right? It's like, I don't have faith and trust in, in other and faith and trust in my reality to give me what I want. I have to take it. I have to somehow. And then immediately what I do is I turn you into the object separate from me to getting what I want. Right. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, Totally. And totally. And so that comes from the context of separation. Well, if I'm actually being communication, I don't have to try anything. If you're experiencing oneness with me, you want me to have everything that I want because I'm you. Right. Yep. I don't have to, I don't have to work at anything. So, you know, it's like, I could sit here in a whole conversation trying to convince you of something like, uh, Brandon, you know, uh, I think you should come to this thing with me next week. You're really going to enjoy it. You know, it's going to be so amazing. And like, you need this, right? Mm-hmm. Immediately. Like I'm creating a context where I'm like, I'm selling you on something, right? Yep. Response or reaction though. Like I tend to feel when somebody is coming at me in that way is like one there's something wrong here or they're trying to sell me something. They have an objective Mm. to accomplish. Mm. Yep. And, and I'm, I'm no longer a person in this, this, uh, conversation. I'm an object. Right. Right. And I immediately feel somehow diminished in a way. And sometimes I can't even put my, you know, words around it or like, Right. convey that to myself or other, but it just doesn't feel good to me. It's like, yep. even if I give you what you want now, I feel like lesser for it. Yeah. You know, because it was expected of me. Right. You know, versus now look at like the whole po- empowering context to being communication and what that looks like. Most of us don't even have access to this or a belief that it would work, but it's like, I'm like, Oh my God, Brandon, I am so excited about going to this thing next week. It's going to be amazing. And I would so love to have like you there to experience Mm -hmm. this with me. Yeah. It's, is there a heaviness to that? Not at all. Yeah. It's totally different. Instead, you're actually like, you get wrapped up in my joy and enthusiasm that I'm sharing with you and my excitement. Hmm. And you actually want to be a part of it. Right. right? And you want to be a part of that joy, excitement, and enthusiasm with me and, and contributing 
to me holding that frequency. Right? Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. No, I think this is such a powerful thing to realize because, you know, it, we spend so much of our t- time uh, in our society teaches us to, you know, convince others to see things from our perspective. And I know I've done a lot of it, you know, a lot of like working in sales and, and just unlearning some of that and just like, uh, you know, it's back to here is, here's the highest ver- vision of it. I want to experience this with you. Wouldn't it be great? And then letting what should flow from there flow from, you know, as opposed to trying to like force something to happen. And right. the the irony in that is then it's much more likely to happen uh, than yeah. uh, taking uh, the other approach. Yeah. And, and it's funny because it's like, again, I say that there's a bunch of different words and things that kind of are navigation tools to knowing when you're in this space of being the space for magic and miracles, you know, and grace and ease versus Mm -hmm. when you are, because sometimes like you can start to like take some of these tools that I share and become a more powerful manipulator with them. Mm -hmm. Your, your material consciousness or your, your ego in this sense, it's subconscious gets a hold of these tools and it's like, Oh yeah, I can use these to get what I want, you know, even more powerfully. But as, as soon as you come at it from that, perspective you're also you're again being separation yeah and and then you'll say oh the tools don't work but no it's actually that who you're being and using the tools isn't working yeah right it's like right. really you can't escape yourself again you can't escape your own want your own want is constantly going to be reflected back to you as lack right Right. But when you move into a space of faith and trust, and this is where, you know, all of these words begin to actually have so much more profound meaning and, and usefulness to us. And it's like, do it, you know, another way of looking at this is, if, do I have an attachment to an outcome? Right. If I have an right. attachment to an outcome, then I'm actually still wanting. I'm still, you know, yep. I'm still not in faith, full faith and trust. And, and then there's things like commitment. And this is, this is the other thing. Once we all begin to really wake up to how powerful we are. This, this you know, um, I got to interject real quick because last night I heard a quote for the first time that I just loved. And it's this, it's from the Bhagavad Gita. And it's to act well is to act without attachment to the fruits of your actions. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then the, the other thing is like, see, this is the thing is so often you know, if we're committed to something, this is when I was saying, like, getting present to your power. When you're really committed to something, Brandon, mm-hmm. you make it happen. Yeah. Right. If it doesn't happen, it'll happen the next one, right? Right, right. If it doesn't happen then, it'll happen on the next one. If it doesn't happen then, it'll happen on the next one. But when you're really committed to something, there's no there's no failure. There's just feedback. Right. And each experience is bringing you one step closer to the fulfillment of your commitment, right? So right. whenever we don't have something, right, it's, and, and we're like giving up on it, then it's just, we weren't really committed to it. Right. Right. So if, if that, like, once you start to really become present to that and aware, because we all have that. If we're really committed to something, we make it happen or die in the process. 
<laughs> right, right. You only lose when you quit. <laughs> there's, no, there's no failure, right? Right, right. <laughs> you, you know, in, in many right. cases, people have given their entire lives, you know, to a cause. And their right. life has actually, you know, been a part of creating a huge impact. Yeah, a platform for maybe someone else to reach. Right, 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 exactly. Whether they were there to actually experience the full fulfillment of that commitment or not is irrelevant. Right. Because if that is really of utmost importance to you, then nothing else matters. Right. Waking up to that. Then then here's the other thing is like whenever you're you're using your rational mind again and you're attached to an outcome, like if I'm saying, you know, I really want uh, somebody to go with me, you know, on this trip next week, right? So that I can have a bunch of fun. I, I want somebody who's going to be fun. And I now pick you as the person who that has to be. Mm-hmm. And I com- and I make that what I'm committed to. Mm-hmm. The means for me to have that amazing trip and share it with somebody. Mm-hmm. Well, now what I've just done is... I've closed off the universe's ability to give that to me in the way that is, is the most high, the, the greatest possible right. outcome. Which oftentimes may be uh, from an angle that you're not seeing, right? This is right. something that I talk about a lot. It's like you don't really get to see the chessboard the way your higher self or source or whatever you want to call it does. So we're always getting in the way, I feel, with being attached to these these stories of, okay, here's how it's going to go. Here's how it needs to unfold. And it's, it's right back to just sort of like maybe having some of these ideas, but then letting them go. Let, letting go with the attachment and saying this or something better or some other way. Or what have you? It's 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 not it's it's sort of inevitable to get the underlying result in the 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 uh, specifics of that are you know I'm sort of detached from. Yeah, and then, and very often what you'll end up doing is like even if I get you to come, like let's say you had other plans and there was something else that was really important to you, but like I use all means I have to to get you to agree to come with me. Hmm. Now, are you going to be in the best space to, to deliver on the most right, you know, amazing experience? Right. Or now maybe you come on that trip with me and you're constantly thinking about the other things that you left behind, you know, and you're not fully there with me. And, right. then, and then it's like, God, I didn't really get what I wanted. I got what I wanted, right. but didn't really get what I wanted. Right. 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 Because I was attached to the means. But if I have no attachment and I share it with you and you're like, gosh, you know, that sounds great. I just, I've got these other things going on right now. I'm like, oh yeah, no worries. I just, I want to share the opportunity with you and, and invite you and share that opportunity now with two or three other people. <clears throat> right. And, and without an attachment to the result, maybe one of them is like, you know what? I have this person that you just have to meet who I think would be amazing for this trip. Yeah. And then that person comes along who I haven't even met before. I didn't even see that as a possible means to me getting what I wanted, but it ends up becoming like the trip of a lifetime. You know, and this person was like the perfect tour guide because they used to live in in the Amazon or something, you know? And so they're showing me everything on a level that, you know, I wouldn't have gotten with anybody else in my circle. Right. Um, You know, it's just, it's a, it's a great example of like how, when we operate 
there, there are ways of being that will create spaces for us to have the greatest possible outcomes. Mm-hmm. And then when we're not having faith and trust and when we're forcing using force, we actually, you know, oftentimes really limit the possibilities. Mm-hmm. Right. To our myopic view of what we think is what we want. When very often in that case, what I wanted wasn't necessarily you to come. What I really ultimately wanted was somebody to share the trip with and have an amazing time. Right. There's an underlying idea or energy that you had projected onto me as one who could deliver it. But meanwhile, there's infinite ways that same underlying experience can be delivered. Right. And so it's, it's actually learning to live in the grace and glory and the, and the divine of holding our intentions and our commitments to what, what it is that we are ultimately committed to mm-hmm. rather than trying to force a limited way of how we see that happening. You know, stay, if you want to have miracles and magic, then stay centered in a place that allows miracles and magic to happen for you. That makes sense. (laughs) Well, I got to say, how is that for an answer, Peggy? (laughs) What I think I'll do. We went, uh, Chris, I should know with you, I'm going to get like so much powerful uh, content. And we went, we're over an hour here. So what I'll probably do is break the, yeah, which is good. It's beautiful. There's no no wrong. There's no right. There's yeah, this yeah. is this is it's wonderful. We'll I'll break this into a couple episodes. Is what I'll do. And um, yeah, I mean, what uh, you know, unless you have anything sort of last to tie it together that you want to add, um, you know, I would love to hand over the the DJ booth to you and let you choose a song. I know you had a song that you felt really resonated uh, with this the question, the original question, which I guess will be the previous yeah. episode once by the time this comes out. But um, sure. anything else you want to add here at the end, or or just intro the song? Um, well, you know, I, I think. Maybe we can actually do both in this in the same yeah. thing here. Achieve two two means with one thing. It's that uh, this song is uh, it's by an artist named Fink, and I'm not sure what the what the intended meaning was from the artist's perspective of it. It's called "This Is the Thing," you know, and there's a. Uh, but the, the relevance to what I think we've been talking about today is really profound. And it, it, it speaks very simply to, to some of the stuff we've been talking about in regards to like the material domain and, you know, the etheric and you know, he has a few lines in here. I'm, I'm paraphrasing and I'm forgive me if I don't get them you know, spot on, but it's something to the effect of the things that keep us apart, keep me alive right? It's like material. And then I look at this as like our material separation, the thing and material consciousness, the things that keep us apart, keep me alive. And the things that keep me alive, keep me alone. Hmm. Interesting. Right? Like the survival consciousness, having my, having that consciousness perceive myself as separate from you keeps me in a space of always feeling alone. That very, I very, very use- interesting. Yeah, and then I and that I have to use force to get what I want, and then in that I'm constantly using actions that are just going to keep reinforcing that reality to me. 
you know, and then I'll have people not living up to my expectations and then I'll constantly feel dissatisfied with life are happening the way that I want them to rather than realizing that, you know, things will happen in the way, how should I say that? What I ultimately want, if I no longer want it, but I have full faith and trust in my power to create it through my commitment, then I don't have to attach myself to the means in which it's going to happen. I just begin to share my joy and excitement and enthusiasm with others. Mm-hmm. The coming of this happening. And, and the people... You know, people will be moved, touched, and inspired and and enrolled in that joy, excitement, and enthusiasm. And it creates a space for the greatest possible outcomes. And and for me to constantly be in a state of like wonder and awe, because how I thought something was gonna go, and maybe I think we've all had this experience too before, where where the actual when we've been open-minded to really create a space for things to go beyond the universe often will give us something so much grander than anything that we ever conceptualized as possible before. Right. And I think we'll, we'll leave it with that. So thank you so much, Brandon. And yeah. And thank you. We got to do this more often. Yeah, it's a good one. We had it. The funny thing is, is we had another one queued up. uh, And uh, that's that's beautiful, though, because it leaves us uh, something to answer next time. You have uh, you and I have discussed Chris and I have discussed uh, having him on uh, as as one of the the regulars here. And I appreciate your willingness to come on and share your beautiful, profound insight. It's you're such a beautiful reflection, my friend. And uh, I look forward Uh, to next time. Yeah, and thank you so much, Brandon. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Likewise, you're amazing, and I really appreciate the opportunity and and the support. Much love, my friend. Until next time, journey well. <laughs> you too. Bless. I hope you guys have enjoyed this uh, wonderful. Uh, insight and wisdom from Chris and uh, definitely you can see why I want to bring him on and continue to bring him on. He's a good friend of mine and has a lot to share and hopefully it's helped uh, Peggy with this question even though I know we're diving way beyond that and into that further both simultaneously. Well, everyone, that concludes this episode. If you have enjoyed this positive download from our hearts and minds to yours, please Take a minute, give us a rating or review on iTunes, since iTunes is the holy grail of all things podcasting. Uh, your good reviews help us to reach more listeners. Also, if you're craving more consciousness-elevating content, be sure to check out Gaia, which is my personal go-to source for streaming consciousness content on the web, where you can stream an incredible 7,000-plus exclusive videos covering 5,000 years of wisdom. As you all hear me constantly say, it's a daily conscious effort to maintain an elevated vibration. And if you're looking to journey deep down the rabbit hole to do so, then Gaia is the best place I know of to do it, period. And you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at Gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. Check it out. I don't know you Notice anything It's getting dark And it's getting cold And the nights are getting long 
And I don't know if you even notice it all And I'm long gone, baby And the things that keep us apart Keep me alive And the things that keep me alive Keep me alone Anything missing Like the leaves on the trees On my clothes All over the floor And I don't know If you even notice At all Cause I was real quiet When I closed the door And the things that keep us away Keep me alive The things that keep me alive Keep me alone Anything. Yeah.